A climate activist uses her organizing skills to help communities through the pandemic. We're meeting her today in our climate change solution segment, The Big Fix. We have come here to let you know that change is coming, whether you like it or not. Can we turn this around? We have no other option. The only option that we have is to succeed. What we do now and in the next few years will profoundly affect the next few thousand years. The organization is called Caremongering, you know, like scaremongering, but spreading care instead of fear. Valentina Harper, an indigenous community organizer, co-founded the group in Toronto in mid-March. The idea was to connect people who needed things like groceries, money, or medicine with people who could donate those things. Harper was expecting a couple dozen from one small community to join the Facebook group. Four days later, it had 8,000 members. It was glaringly obvious that people were desperate to connect to each other and to help each other or desperate for help. There are now caremongering Facebook groups in more than 30 countries, giving them more than 600,000 members. It's part of a trend of mutual aid groups popping up in response to the pandemic. Mutual aid has been happening since time immemorial. You know, people have been taking care of each other for a very long time. It's how we've survived, um, especially marginalized communities, indigenous communities, people of color. It's all about taking care of each other when the government fails to do so. Thousands of people have been helped by these mutual aid groups, from grocery drop-offs to free legal advice, even online yoga sessions. Before the pandemic, Valentina Harper focused her organizational skills on climate justice, protesting oil and gas development, protecting water from pollution, and advocating for indigenous land rights. She says the same groups most vulnerable to COVID-19 are also more likely to suffer from impacts of climate change. Everything is very much related It's going to be our poorest, our most marginalized, who will always pay the price. Harper says she hopes the newly formed caremongering groups stay engaged after the pandemic ends to keep helping each other deal with the new coronavirus and environmental issues that impact their communities. And leverage this people power that we've gotten to talk to our political leaders and say, what are you going to do about the things that are affecting our communities? How are they going to be uh, taken care of? Harper says working on this big mutual aid project has inspired her. Personally, there's a glimmer of hope. And um, I have more hope for humanity now deep into this crisis than I did going into it. Valentina Harper is an indigenous community organizer in Toronto and co-founder of the Caremongering Mutual Aid Group. As part of our weekly segment about climate change that we call The Big Fix, we've been asking you for your questions. Our environment editor, Carolyn Beeler, is here with me to answer one of those questions. And Carolyn, that question is also related to the current pandemic. That's right. We have a question from Dennis Nick, who listens to The World on KUT in Austin, Texas. He wrote to ask whether there's a connection between climate change and the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. And what's the answer? It is too early to say whether there's any link between climate change and this current pandemic. We do know that there is a link between the environment and emerging zoonotic diseases, so new viruses that that spill over, as we say, from animals into humans. So as we change the environment through climate change, shifting animal habitats, and through things like deforestation, we do increase the risk of animals moving from their traditional habitats into places where humans are. 
We also know that as we warm the earth, the habitat for mosquitoes that carry things like malaria and dengue fever are expanding. So we don't know if there's any link between climate change and this pandemic, but we do know that there is a link between the environment more broadly and this pandemic. Yeah. What do we know so far about how environmental factors and the pandemic are linked? Well, we've long known that air pollution, of course, has an impact on human health. If you live in an area where there's more pollution from things like car exhaust and power plants, you're more likely to have problems with your lungs, with your heart, have asthma. And new evidence that's actually emerging this week is showing that the link between air pollution and COVID-19 is actually pretty strong. So what, what exactly are those links, Carolyn? The first nationwide study done here in the U.S. looking at air pollution and the coronavirus pandemic has found that even a small increase in air pollution where you live increases the risk that if you get COVID-19, you will die from it. So we're talking the difference between if you live in a downtown area and the county right next door. Mm -hmm. The small difference in air pollution there leads to a 15 percent higher likelihood that you would die of COVID-19 if you acquire it. And that increase is magnified in communities with more Black and Hispanic residents. And do we know yet if the impact we're seeing in early data here is also true globally? This Harvard study that was released pre-peer review this week is the first of its kind. It hasn't been done elsewhere yet, but the researchers have released the underlying code of their research in the hopes that scientists in places like Italy and China would do the same type of research. It is important to note that the U.S. has, on average, low levels of this small particulate pollution that was looked at in this study. So if the same impact is also observed elsewhere in places with higher levels of pollution, in India, for example, other countries in Southeast Asia, in African countries in the Middle East, this impact could have a pretty strong effect on mortality from COVID-19. The world's Carolyn Beeler, thanks so much. You're welcome, Marco.